0: Hello everyone! Welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast, episode number one hundred and fifty-one. This is a weekly show covering all the games made in Canada and the people who create them. My name's Stephen, spelled the P H N A, like Stephen, but it's said Stephen. One of the main people behind CanadianGameDevs.com, and of course, joining me this week, the co-host extraordinaire, the six foot five man with a plan, <laughs> the the stonk. Uh, enthusiast stonk master i'm also 66 six, by the way
1: i'm 6 with 6
0: 66 six. holy moly i know uh the the crippled dunker, <laughs> Steve. <laughs> <laughs> spelled with ph and e but we call him steve to avoid uh confusion how's it going steve oh, it's going all right it's been a
1: very busy two weeks uh and i'm just i'm waiting to wednesday basically Wednesday is the first round of not busyness, and then like mm-hmm. Saturday evening is the second round of not business because that's when Heather's done her, her classes and stuff. And so, mm-hmm. just got to make one more week, and then it kind of goes back to normal a little bit.
0: Excellent. Yeah, fans, diehard fans of the site, will have noticed our, our output dipped a little these past couple of weeks. Um, but we still got news for you and events, and a job I'll highlight, even though they didn't pay us, but we, we want to help out the game dev community Um, so expect more content on the site in the coming weeks of course we're supported by our amazing patrons over at patreon.com slash Canadian Game Devs where you can go support us for early access to this show a special channel on our discord occasional game key giveaways uh, discount codes for Canadian gaming events and the knowledge that you're helping us keep the lights on covering the Canadian game dev scene Steve we are also on YouTube now yeah, yeah. Big ups to uh, our man Wagner Co-op, who hooked us up with some nice graphics. The same graphic designer of Chapo Trap House's uh, podcast graphics. So if you, like me, are a dirtbag leftist and have enjoyed the <laughs> YouTube musings of the Trapo Chap House, you would also enjoy... <laughs> is that what it,
1: is? Is it a political podcast? I've never heard of that guy before, so... Yeah.
0: No, it's, it's, like a, it's a huge Patreon success podcast. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, and I saw their, I watched a lot of their videos and I looked down at the bottom and I'm like, oh shit, there's this guy. And I just looked him up and emailed him and then we got our graphics. There it's that easy, folks.
1: Maybe someone will see that on our videos, look down and see that and it'll just continue.
0: Yeah, pay it forward. I, I hope so. so. I like our graphics. I do too. By the way, I, uh, I noticed a,
1: a new Discord channel popped up this week.
0: Really? Oh, yeah, we had some requests uh, in our Discord. Um, a couple of people reached out to me. And also, someone just posted in the hashtag. Let me, I want to make it this right. Yeah, they, we have hashtag game dev general. And they were like, I wish we just had somewhere we could post if we're looking for, like, if we're a programmer looking for an artist or an artist looking for a programmer. Mm-hmm. And so I created hashtag looking to collab, new channel on the Discord. So if you have a project you're looking for, oh, yeah, look at all these messages. People are, are reaching out, trying to network, trying to find someone who, uh, if they need help on a project. Maybe they could team up. So if that interests you at all, you should join our Discord.
1: So when you're getting getting interviewed for IGN, you could be like, and they're like, oh, how did this get started? You could be like, oh, greatest (laughs) Discord ever, CanadianGameDose.com. And they're
0: like, "Uh, who's This Undertale's like, (laughs) Souls-like, Rogue Light, uh, your new hot indie game. (laughs) They'd be like, oh, we actually met on Canadian Discord. Exactly. I could see it now. Give us the plug. Devin got interviewed by IGN, former uh, writer for the site. He did. It was, I remember it was that. He was a uh, profile pick for a bit. as the big red IGN mic.
1: I think I even threw that on the site because I think it was for Riverbond. Yeah. And then uh, I was just like, yo, my man Devin. Got to throw him on the site every chance I get.
0: That's hype. Yeah. All right, Steve. Let's start with uh, some events. Uh, also something new I'm trying this week because uh, I've, been, I've been observing how the other YouTube podcasts do things. And I'm going to start putting timestamps in oh, the YouTube right. descriptions. Do you need me to do that's that? Or? No, no, no. Because, uh, no, it's all good. All right. But, yeah, our YouTube descriptions are getting more and more um, useful. Uh, events. I got three. The same three we've uh, plugged last week. But if you missed out last week's show, IGDA, the International Game Developers Association's Winnipeg chapter, is hosting a Games We Love livestream Wednesday. Nope. I want to make sure I got that right. <laughs> thursday july 23rd 6 p.m eastern time so 5 p.m winnipeg time uh and you can just tune in uh, and hang out with the igda winnipeg chapter talk about some games they love uh that again july 23rd go check out igda winnipeg on twitter for more game dev atlantic happening this september 18th 8 to 8 uh, eastern uh, and that'll be digital so even if you're not in the atlantic game dev community you can hang out maybe meet some people And the day after is Game Devs of Color Expo, uh, which is happening September 19th. Uh, There's talks, there's people who are going to be presenting their work, and there's also going to be opportunities for workshops. So that's something to definitely check out. And I will also highlight, even though we've been kind of so-so on uh, covering Ubisoft these past couple weeks, but they're hosting another Black Game Pros Mixer. Friday, July 31st, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. It's going to be a digital event. I'm almost 99% sure. Let me check. Um, yeah, they, they, you can't hold things in person in Toronto still, right?
1: Uh, it's like 10, 10 people are under, so yeah.
0: You will receive a link to attend the event. Yes, via email. <laughs> so again, that's Friday, July 31st, 9 to 12 Pacific. That's weird. So that'll be noon to... Th- Three Eastern, yes, yes, three hours. Uh, they are hosting talks from Stanley Pierre Lewis, CEO of the Entertainment Software Association. They run E3 every year. Uh, Diana Laura, Account Manager at Ubisoft Massive. Um, yeah, lots of people from Ubisoft Paris. Um, Ubisoft Massive Ubisoft
1: is uh, is, Des- is
0: um, not Destiny
1: Division, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, they've got yeah a lot of. Ubisoft folks speaking here today and the CEO of the ESA who put on E3.
1: Oh, yeah, they did uh, the, They did the Division, Division 2, and a James Cameron Avatar project, apparently.
0: Oh, man. Wasn't, wait.
1: Wasn't that still in development? Yeah, I'm just I, I've, the. I've been hearing
0: about an Avatar game forever. I
1: mean, th- we've been hearing about Avatar like sequels and stuff forever. So ever since, like, the movie's like...
0: That movie's 2009. also... 2009.
1: Like, yeah, it's also like 10 or more years old, isn't it? Yeah,
0: 2009 people only cared about avatar because it had james cameron's name on it and it was the first big 3d movie I Other was, than that
1: i was so bored when i watched that movie i was
0: yeah no I was, it's abysmal oh my god and i didn't watch it in 3d and it was
1: so annoying dealing with all the people being like oh, oh you gotta watch it in 3d then no, you I'm like, no you don't no oh. you don't like 3d won't make it any less fucking boring, and stupid <laughs>
0: The coolest use of 3D technology I ever saw wasn't even 3D. It was that Sony TV where you had two sets of glasses that made full screen for two different players. That's the coolest thing I've ever seen done with 3D technology, and it wasn't even in 3D. I
1: never even got to try that out. I think that the coolest 3D thing was just the 3DS, like how you didn't need to do glasses or do anything. Yeah, that was pretty cool. You just adjust it. And then when they... When they made the new 3ds and they improved the like, because with the field of view, yeah, with the old 3ds, like you had to basically be directly in the center of it to make it good. Yeah, and then I remember the first time I saw that, we went up, like we were at Cineplex going to watch a movie, and they and they just had like
0: demos, and I saw that, and I was like, oh, this is this is magic! How do they do this? Like, I, I don't so know, cool. It.
1: it was so cool. That was I, like, I
0: did the Sony TV thing at a, at a Best Buy in the states, and that oh, blew nice. my mind.
1: I remember the first time I saw like 4K, like top notch, like the flowers, like demo thingy that that they just have at like different, not the flowers, the game, just like really nice pictures and stuff. And I was like, yeah. I was like, this is fucking incredible. But then, you know, I have a 4K TV now and I've never experienced that because I don't think I got like the right cables and the right like everything.
0: So, Mm. whatever. Um, I, saw, I saw a, a led which was one of i think samsung's new things oh yeah and when they turn it like you don't notice walking up to it but then they turn it like on and off and you're like whoa okay oh really because hmm. it's like one above oled which was like the og vita screen which had really nice color and picture do you have a but, hdr uh, tv yeah i have one and you, i turned it on and off for like god of war and horizon and stuff does it do you, does it matter do you notice it um, all it really does is the brights are brighter, the darks are darker. So like when you go into darker areas, like you see a lot more <clears throat> detail in the dark, but and then when you like the sunset comes up or the mm-hmm. sunrise comes up, you can like see more detail into the sun where it might've been more washed out on a non HDR TV.
1: Cause I like, I brought that up to Heather to get like, for us to get like an HDR TV when mm-hmm. the PS5 comes out and we have a nice mm-hmm. like 4k, like 60 inch television that we bought like three years ago or something like that. No reason to get rid of it, other than the fact that it doesn't have HDR, which I just asked you what it is, cause I, <laughs> so I don't know. And we don't yeah. have a. We also lost the remote, so we're like coming up with these like little reasons here and there <laughs> <laughs> to just to like try to justify it to ourselves. But you know, we also have a daughter that needs to go to school and be fed and not die of hunger, so that might. Man, come.
0: buying a new TV because you lost a remote is like a Seinfeld episode B plot. <laughs> you know,
1: <laughs> I can just Amazon order like a universal remote as well. It's like. And the only, because we have a remote for the sound system, the literally the only thing we can't do is our TV now just always defaults to set up Google Chrome. And so Hmm. we just have to go like onto the TV and press input to like go to HDMI one or whatever. And it's, yeah, it's only annoying once a day in the morning or whenever we first turn on the TV and never again. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, man, Uh, all that to say, those are the events happening. The Candy Game Devs scene, check all of those out. Oh, um, we retweet them a lot, so follow us on Twitter at Candy Game Devs, and uh, and we post them in the descriptions of wherever you're watching this, even on podcasts or listening, I suppose.
1: I'm on uh, I'm on DMG's website as well, is Making Games, and they got some stuff going on in, in July and August. Like Games Writing Workshop, uh, work, working group is July 23rd, so that's Ooh, uh, that's my,
0: uh, Thursday as well
1: that's Thursday that's online there's a July game writers circle plus social that's online that's on Thursday July 30th so the next week um, mm-hmm. they have some August events too so hit up dmg.to as well because like everything right now is online so
0: like you yeah. have to, if you're in the middle of nowhere in none of it you can go to these things don't worry about it with the internet you got in yeah um, they're also doing the game dev audio club first Wednesday of every month so that'll be coming up and uh Dirty Rectangles is doing a uh, speaker series every month, so follow them on twitch.tv slash dirty rectangles. <laughs> lots, lots of stuff to do. Good shit. Uh, I want to plug one job this week. Quill Studios, uh, makers of A Summer in Shiba Inu, are looking for a writer. They have a scene outline mapped out, but they're looking to hire someone to write it. Uh, they said via Twitter they're thinking 3,000 Canadian for the project, but could uh, negotiate based on word count. Um, they are looking for someone who's played a Summer with Shiba Inu, obviously, which is out now on consoles and PC. So, if you're a writer, check that out. All right, Steve, let's move on to the news. I got wait, wait, four there's stories. One, there's one more, one more. One oh, you got one more job to plug. What do we got?
1: The um, Canuck Play with uh, with uh, Dubfooty's Football. They're also hiring. I'm just loading up now. I haven't pro- I forgot to pronounce sex. I've been so busy this week. But I was DMing them or whatever. They're still looking for full se- full time senior Unity game developer full-time uni game developer, part-time QA tester, it's two weeks right now, and then increase during the final build. They're in Peterborough, I believe you have they want you, yeah, all positions are on site in Peterborough office, it's Canuck Play, slash careers. These are the Doug Flutie guys, uh, they've you know, they've gone, I think this will be their fifth football game or maybe fourth football game coming out this year um, and really passionate fan base too, so check them out. And we'll, we'll get that on the site. But they met, we we're messaging, we we're DMing. They slid into our DMs, you know? and uh,
0: we were I, I made a joke on last week's episode I feel bad about that I was like, they're tagging us and stuff and not buying spots. But I neglected to remember that they are also a patron, I believe. So yes. <laughs> we should definitely plug that. Um, yeah. All right. That's it for the job, Steve. Let's move on to the news. I got a few to plug for you this week. I hope you're ready. I can't wait. First up, uh, we briefly touched on this uh, two episodes ago, but I want to highlight it fully. Shakedown Hawaii from Vancouver-based V-Blank is getting a physical release on Switch, PS4, uh, but also on Wii and Wii U, which might make this the last Wii game, uh, depending on when Just Dance 2021 comes out, um, ever made physically or probably ever brought to the Wii, which would be super hype for like a tiny Canadian indie studio to have that honor that would be cool i'm just checking now they've been um, tweeting um like like how it looks like on like opening up the wii menu and like using the pointer to select it from the game thing And it's like never thought I'd, I'd see my game on a <laughs> wii i was like that's so cool
1: i'm just looking now to see if just dance 2021 has even been announced i assume actually i don't think it's been announced
0: what was the one we were talking about a few weeks ago then uh, well,
1: Just Dance 2020 was released on the Wii, and that was but, they, right, but, but that's they, out already, right? Yeah, they yeah they do the same thing as sports games where it's like the year before is, is the next one or whatever.
0: And they haven't announced the 2021, right? No,
1: not that I can see, which is weird because we just they just had their Ubisoft thing, so you think yeah the last so here's the <laughs> here's the last couple of releases um for Wii Retro City Rampage DX and Shakedown Hawaii is coming out uh you know in July as we're talking. Or it already came out, it looks like. Just Dance 2020 came out in November last year. Let's Sing 2019 came out in 2018, in October. Just Dance 2019, Just Dance 2018, Let's Sing 2018. The Voice, Just Dance 2017. Barbie and Her Sisters oh Puppy Rescue. That goes back to 2015. So Barbie and Her Sisters was the last, like, non singing dancing game.
0: <laughs> Until Shakedown Hawaii. <laughs> Until Shakedown Hawaii. There you go, so... That's amazing. If you have a Wii and want to play Shakedown Hawaii in beautiful 720p, definitely head over to their site, pick up one of those copies. I checked as of recording uh, July 19th, and they were still available for purchase. So, Do you still have your Wii? Uh, I have my Wii U, but I sold my Wii when I got my Wii U. Oh, but you can play yeah you could still i can play it yeah, yeah you, you boot up the Wii u like UI inside of the Wii u
1: yeah isn't it just like a wii like the they just basically put a wii into the game yeah like the
0: Wii is an app on the Wii U screen you you click that and then it opens the wii itself i'm uh I'm adding shakedown Hawaii to my wish list on p s four if you wanna play the sound I'll play the sound nice um next bit of news today after I write this down <laughs> yeah. I'm trying a new setup this week, Steve, because my keyboard's really loud, so I was like, oh, I'll use my laptop to do all the typing so it's not super annoying. I feel like and I... Don't I do you want me to be doing the... Th-
1: but I, I also type loud, too, so I don't, I don't know. We can't wait. Nah, to-
0: it's fine. Do you want me just to say the next thing? Uh, the next thing is Rainbow Six Siege Collegiate League announced. Uh, this is, of course, coming after they announced the uh, new North American Pro League uh, at the end of last year, uh, colleges from across North America will have the chance to compete in a Rainbow Six Collegiate Championship, uh, sponsored by Corsair. Uh, it kicks off this month, um, launch in partnership with Faceit, the world's leading platform for competitive gaming, uh, operating the program as part of the new North American ecosystem. Um, there'll be intramural matches, viewing parties and live events. There will be club members with teams. Um, yeah, it looks like, uh, the final schools will face off for a chance to earn a $30,000 prize pool, which as a former post-secondary attending student, (coughs) sounds pretty nice. (laughs) You will also win a, or I think, uh, there will be, uh, says, additional hardware prizes, including cutting-edge PCs and Corsair peripherals. So the preseason for that starts in October, and the full season begins January 2021. But the league is up and running now if you want to compete.
1: Intercept off is oh, uh,
0: offering full, unique esports programs to players of all skill levels. The Collegiate program is our chance to get involved with the college community and build a program that focuses on professionalism, fair play, and community growth. Now, if they could translate that to their studio culture, I would be a huge fan. <laughs> um, yeah, have you played Rainbow Six Siege? I think we've talked about this.
1: I played it a little bit. I was pretty like casual into it. you know. Um, mm.
0: 60 million registered players, they said, in their Ubisoft Forward last week.
1: Which, it's so weird because they've also announced that they're not doing any more DLC or any more like new operatives for it and stuff. Well, that's because they're
0: waiting for Rainbow Seven Siege. Well, it's, <laughs> whatever. the... What, what do you think? Rainbow Six Siege Two? Yeah, probably. maybe because the, there's two numbers in the name. I don't like that. They'll do something. Well, it doesn't matter what you what you like. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Because I would have called it Splatoon, like put the two in it instead of Splatoon Two. I know. I know. I that would have been so funny, Steve.
1: Actually, if, if they're, I bet you what they'll do is they'll just call it Rainbow Six.
0: Yeah. No, because isn't Rainbow Six like a like a series?
1: Yeah, exactly. But like, that's what they. I think. Well, what was the very first one called? Because you know, I'm referring to like how God Award, you know, it's just called.
0: Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah,
1: so it's like there's rainbow. There will be Rainbow Six 1998, or as you say, Rainbow Six bracket 1998 close bracket, and they'll do Mm -hmm. Rainbow Six bracket 2022,
0: 2021. Yeah, bracket. Well, well, there
1: is Rainbow Six Quarantine, but that's just like the PVE thing, right? That's not. Yeah,
0: there was like the zombie mode they added like last E three or two E threes ago.
1: Weird that they just don't make that like like an additional part of siege like it's it's going to be its own game I guess I don't know
0: but Rainbow Six Siege is
1: is over 5 years old at this point or 5 years old at this point so
0: and it had a rough launch Steve I don't know if you remember that launch but it was bad I don't remember it I had to cuz I got into
1: Rainbow Six like maybe a year ago and I had mm-hmm. the the disc and actually <laughs> it's stupid the most interesting thing about Rainbow Six Siege to me is the fact that they completely changed their trophy list like it's a completely different list like Overwatch. Um, yeah, but from my understanding Overwatch just kind of tinkered with some of the requirements as like people's like abilities had changed. Rainbow Six <laughs> Siege literally like there was a lot of like the single player trophies and they just got rid of those and everything how it has to do with like online stuff.
0: Interesting. But if
1: you but if you have the disc, you could put in the disc and like not update it and still get the trophies based off the old requirements and then you'll just get the tro- cuz the trophies have to map like one to one because um, yeah. you can't add new trophies to the base game so they just like yeah it's it's very strange but I remember like being so confused but anyways that's the most interesting thing to me because I'm an idiot but uh, you're I'm an idiot
0: you're a trophy aficionado there you go but I'm
1: I uh, I enjoyed Rainbow Six I definitely didn't get into it that much like it was just it was just fine like I don't know I, I wasn't crazy about it but it was fun I you know I don't see the appeal of it but obviously I'm the minority of that because like like you said 60 million nerds love this shit so
0: mm-hmm yeah, it's a huge scene, especially. I was just amazed by how many people were there to see Rainbow Six at EGLX last year because they had their big tournament there. By the way, I've I kind of started digging into like old release
1: games, and the Wii U has actually had since January twenty fourth, twenty nineteen has had maybe like fifteen or so games released that all have don't have any Wikipedia pages. So I'm guessing they're just like sort of indie games. I don't recognize any of these developers either.
0: Hmm. I know Axiom Verge got a Wii U physical release, I think, or maybe it was cancelled. I remember reading a story about it. And they have brought every single shovel knight like content update to the Wii U, which oh, is are they really? in 3DS. That's, yeah. That's pretty good. That's the, that's where they got started. You know, you got to keep up with the keep it up for the OG fans.
1: Sega Genesis got a game in March of 2019.
0: Was that the one that was developed in the UK? T- Tanglewood or something? Uh, it's called Ultra Core. Oh, maybe something else then. Maybe
1: it. It's kind of a few games. I remember. Oh yeah, Tanglewood actually was in twenty eighteen.
0: Oh, okay, that's another one then. Yeah, because like that's they cool.
1: they come to other things. Actually, this yeah, Tanglewood like, uh, game like, came, uh, only came to um, PC, Dreamcast, and and uh, Sega Genesis. So I'm like, what? <laughs>
0: I'm like, well, uh, Jay and Silent Bob Mall Brawl, developed here in Nova Scotia has an NES cart you can put into an NES and play it. Oh yeah, that's right. So that's technically an NES game released in twenty twenty that you can play on an NES. I wonder if it, I wonder if it's on the list of the Wikipedia page. We can add it. Yeah, we can. I've added so many. I've done a lot of Wikipedia ing. Oh really? Um, I've, I've never actually edited. I made one for my professor in university just because he didn't have one and I thought it was funny. But since I got into it, I've like done a bunch of game ones. I've added to like the twenty twenty in gaming, which is like my fa- my my most visited Wikipedia page. Is the blank year in gaming that has just the list of everything that happened that year? I've just found it really useful. Hmm.
1: No, the NES. I think I added
0: Super Crush KO to 2019s.
1: Oh, nice! The NES. Uh, the last game they have for NES is Wario Woods in December 10th, 1984, which is crazy. It's like incorrect. Two, that's less than two years to
0: from the 64, and Nintendo released incorrect. Game. It is Jay we'll, and Silent Bob Mall Brawl. We'll go update it. We. I will. Uh, next bit of news today steve in a announcement you found particularly humorous rogue legacy 2 has been delayed from toronto-based game studio cellar games they used a football analogy oh, yeah. <laughs> um sometimes oh, wait should I, should I should find the actual yeah yeah and uh read it out because you, you thought it was funny and uh it went over my head because uh, it's not good times here. I found weird. it.
1: It wasn't an easy decision, but we were delaying the early access launch of Rogue Legacy Two from July 23rd to August 18th, so a bit less than a month. Game development is a lot like football. It's weird, unpredictable, and we don't know the rules. And just like football, <laughs> when you get the ball, sometimes you've got to run with it. While stabilizing the game for launch, we've run into some minor setbacks, but most importantly, some features got so close to completion that we just absolutely had to see them through. This means more content, more stability, more bang for your buck come launch day. In our opinion, the game is already good, but these few extra weeks will help us turn this football into a home run. Thanks, <laughs> sports fans.
0: That's not how that works at all. <laughs> <laughs> you don't turn a football... Okay, that's... Okay, even I know that one, but that's fine. It's cute. I get what they I like what they're doing.
1: Yeah, it's good. It's good uh, You know, delay, delaying the game is like... It's just like whatever at this point. There's always things to play. It's also only... Mm-hmm. It's less than a month. Um, mm mm-hmm. You know, I'm surprised. Like you know more about the Steam ecosystem than I do, but like it's early access. So, like I figured people would still be kind of okay with. You do want to make
0: a. You do want to make a really good first impression with That's true. early access. True, true. So and that seems to be what they're doing here. I wonder if there is any worry because the closer you get to the fall, you're competing with um, the big games, you know. So yeah. I, I don't know if they're maybe like obviously you want to work on the game forever like if it was up to the developers when they were happy with it no game would ever come out um, but I wonder if maybe they had originally wanted to do in the fall but they like, ah we can't compete with that so like what do we want to get into early access launch what don't we and they just made that call because delaying they... less than a month is not a lot of time in game development
1: yeah there's not really much you can do. And you know the the five the four weeks that they gave themselves or four and a half weeks. I'm just trying to see because I know in early access they usually say like how long early access will be.
0: Mm-hmm. I just want to see. It's on Steam and Epic, so it'll probably say on the Steam page because Steam makes you yeah, fill out like a questionnaire.
1: Sometime in 2021, so they expect to be in early access for, I mean at least five months, but probably more than five months. Um, but I mean, yeah, cool. I you know it's always good to. It's always better to delay a game than, than release it like really shitty, um, or whatever. But mm-hmm. it's always disappointing. But you know, at the same time, it's just like the, you know how many how many backlog how many games do you have on your Steam library that you can just play in the meantime.
0: Well, I bought that Itchio bundle, so like four thousand.
1: Oh, did you, you actually did the Black Lives Matter one.
0: I did both. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Oh so, yeah, same. I forgot I have
1: that. <laughs> yeah, you have
0: you have four thousand games you could play if you ever wanted to, Steve. Uh, and I have
1: games on there that I will most certainly buy on PS4, so.
0: (laughs) If you put an hour into every one of those games, just an hour, and you paid five bucks, that's, don't make me do math, hold on. Well, I didn't Um, make you do
1: anything, you just started to do it.
0: Yeah, I started doing math myself. That would take you 167 days, uh, playing 24-7 to play all those games at least an hour. Okay, wait.
1: Is it actually how many games actually?
0: I think it's like three thousand. My something. purchase.
1: Uh,
0: oh, but uh, when I when I go under
1: my purchases, it's literally just all. Oh wait, bundles. Can I see? Bundle for racial justice and equality. Yeah. How many games were in here? Doesn't say the amount of games, but it does say there's fifty nine pages, and there's looks like there's a lot that I don't want to count out. So.
0: That's fine. You got a lot of games. Point being, we're no shortage of games. So seller door, take your time. Uh. A delayed game is disappointing once. A bad game is disappointing forever.
1: That's yeah, not really true anymore, though. But yeah.
0: No, it's not because they had No Man's Sky, Rainbow Six Siege, like really, like that. That yeah, it's out out of date. Totally. We need but, a new one.
1: Uh, call him Miyamoto. Uh, Just be like, Yo, I know yeah, you guys. I know you guys we don't do really the- care about patching and online stuff, but most other developers. Patch the do. quote.
0: <laughs> Patch your quote. <laughs> your quote's disappointing now. All right, Steve, last bit of news today. Marvel Avengers, you might have heard of it. It's being developed in Quebec. Um, That's where Tony Stark was born, actually. Really? I don't know if that's true. No, I made that up. I (laughs) I think he's born in the US somewhere. Um, Had a big live stream thingy, pseudo E3 conference, because that's what everyone's doing now. Yeah. um, Where they announced multiple betas, Steve. Um all right, let me let me let me pull up the deets here for you. Alright, so there will be a beta on August 7th for those of you who pre-order on PlayStation 4. A week later, on August 14th, for those who pre-order on Xbox One and PC, at which point the PS4 users will move into an open beta and then a final weekend of beta testing on all platforms on August 21st. So the only way, the, the fastest way to play it is to pre-order on PS4, but it's an open beta for everyone else on the 14th, which is when we'll probably play it. Yeah. Uh, it's coming out on PS4, Xbox One, PC Stadia September 14th, two weeks before the last beta. And it's also confirmed for PS5 and Xbox Series X with no release date yet. Uh, there's no confirmed cross-play, but Square Enix did confirm the cross-generational play between PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series X. And I'm assuming like Stadia, Steam, you know?
1: Yeah, and you'll be able to upgrade to the PS5 and Xbox Series X game for free as well.
0: They'll just give it to you? Yeah. Excellent.
1: Because uh, I think really the only people that have confirmed they're not doing that is NBA, is is 2K or whatever
0: friggin 2k so so grand theft auto 5 is going to be 79.99 on ps5 right i have they said that i don't know (laughs) i don't know the the online will be they said is free like for ps1 or whatever no i don't think if you have ps plus oh i'm pretty sure right yeah because and then everyone who logs in every month until then gets a million gta bucks and then the game itself is the online's free for ps plus i'm pretty sure. Uh, okay, wait. I don't want to. I don't want to lie to you though. Uh,
1: they say the mod, the uh, standalone version of All Night will be available for free on PlayStation Five for the first three months after release, according mm. to
0: Wikipedia page. Wow. So then it'll cost money. Yeah, I don't know because that's weird. It's safe to say
1: that Rockstar does not give a flying shit about the single player campaign of no, Grand Theft Auto? not at all. Not at all. Um, I, I guess, like, they just haven't really... They just said it's going to be free for the first three months. I thought it was actually free. Like, it's just going to be their free-to-play game. Um, but I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and, and see. So, maybe... So, NBA is really the only one that has said, like, this will be more money like when we sell it to you. Fucking deal with it. Which I have an interesting theory about, by the way, when we talk about the games we've been playing. Okay, um, but Marvel's Avengers. I'm actually, I'm getting a little hyped for this. I don't know. It's definitely.
0: Do you want me, do you want me to? Do you want me to read the pitch to you? I know you've seen the trailers and stuff, but for those listening, yeah, sure. Because because
1: uh, they went over some more of the story and stuff like that, and and, and some of the gameplay and stuff. But yeah, um, go over the pitch.
0: Do your voice. Let me, let me drop the deed, Steve. Uh, they consider Marvel's Avengers a third-person action game pretty obvious from the trailers mm. there is a regular solo campaign where players rotate between heroes depending on the mission and a cooperative focused multiplayer campaign mm. um the single player is called hero missions and the cooperative missions are called war zone war zone missions come in many different flavors iconic faction drop zone vault hive villain does not mean a whole lot to me yet but i assume villain is like a boss fight probably Probably, yeah. Um, It won't be necessary to play with others to do the cooperative missions. However, they will put an AI-controlled hero in there instead. Uh, And a huge part of the game revolves around customizing your playable heroes, both with visual and functional, like their abilities and skills. They said they are, quote, lots of skins to unlock and gear to collect, divided into the usual rarity categories that you've seen in, like destiny or apex where it's like white green blue purple gold get that credit card ready y'all get that it's gonna have microtransactions too so not super jazzed about that considering it's a full price game
1: i think they also said that there will be like new bosses and new stuff released for free so they're going that route with like you know
0: like it's a bit of both
1: yeah like the deal like the it's going to be the like the, the thing that games have been doing lately where the cosmetics are 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 paid Maybe mm-hmm. some cosmetics are paid, some are like you gotta unlock and then but then like, you know, new missions, new bosses, new heroes and stuff like that will be free and added to the game. So you don't like you know, you don't um partition the, the player base or whatever.
0: It feels a little messy to me, like either make it free to play and do these microtransactions or make it all earnable in game, which they didn't say it's not, I guess. Or did they say some content will be only purchasable? Um, I'm just going over the
1: the Wikipedia page right now. Game will like costumes have been s- sourced from all quote all corners of the Marvel universe quote and it can be bought separately as DLC.
0: Hmm. So I don't. But that doesn't that doesn't <coughs> mean you can't earn them. Earn them, right? yeah. Because I I, I I assume we'll we'll hear about that like in the week or two before when the press is playing it
1: once the beta like opens up people kind of usually data mine that shit although I guess I don't know can you data mine it if it's on ps4 I don't know they usually figure it out because that's what happened when uh, well I guess it was Star Wars Battlefront 2 like released like a week early for people who pre-ordered like the expensive version and then yes yeah. that's, that's when everyone
0: lost to, their minds yeah
1: they're just like uh, this you have to play a shit ton of hours to get Vader
0: <laughs> Uh. The heroes are all have separate skill trees, allowing for widely different playstyles. Developers said you can even turn Hulk into a ranged character. Oh. Interesting.
1: The the clap. Do you ever watch the old Hulk show from like the '70s or whatever? Lou Igno? No, no, like the cartoon. Oh no. There's there's one where he just like literally just the animation is just him clapping, and then it's just the sound just destroys everything in front of him.
0: That's amazing.
1: So I wonder if it's that.
0: <laughs> oh man, I assumed it was like because I like Marvel versus Capcom. Like one of his moves is he like rips up concrete and throws it. So probably mm, it's probably something that. like that. Um, the story takes place at the height of the popularity of Earth's Mightiest Heroes during a day celebration in San Francisco. The opening of the second Avengers HQ. Terrorists led by the Taskmaster strike and managed to destroy the Golden Gate Bridge. Jesus Christ! How many times Steve has the Golden Gate Bridge been destroyed across every media possible? Over a thousand? You want to say thousand? Yeah, I would say I'm like bl- if you count like books, TV, movies, I'm games. I'm
1: blanking. I can think of uh, I, I can think of X Men Three. Um, and
0: it happened. Godzilla. Oh, the new. I didn't watch the new Godzilla. Actually, I don't know if it's the new one. I just made that up. Oh. Um, <laughs> Godzilla's always in New my York. My point is, my point is, wrecking the Golden Gate Bridge as the opening for your game is like cliche city. Because you can't, you can't have them fucking destroying buildings now because because of nine eleven. So you got to destroy things where oh, still people need to get over that. It I- was twenty years ago. <laughs> still
1: iconic. You got to destroy something that's iconic still, but doesn't have that many people on it.
0: No, I I'm I'm not a big fan of hashtag never forget. I'm on hashtag get over it. <laughs> oh my um, god. Yeah, that's, that's right. probably that's probably gonna get someone into trouble. But yeah, no, it's we we can we can make break movies. In, or wait, there was Superman Man of Steel. He levels like the whole city. They estimate like what was it like thirty million people died or something. And uh, oh yeah, Man of Steel one like the yeah, and the, then tr- in the, the next drill th- thing or whatever isn't it? Yeah. The drill thing? Isn't yeah, there, I think so. Isn't there, like some drill like
1: on the other side and then just keeps creating... Yeah, and then that's set yeah, up for Batman yeah. to hit
0: him. Yeah, exactly. And then they build that big monument where he, he saved the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so if, if Man of Steel can do it, or maybe that, maybe that was why it, it tanks so bad because they, yeah, I mean, in they, fairness, did people didn't 9/11. like that.
1: People didn't like that Man of Steel.
0: Thing. I they? don't know. <laughs> Anywho, Avengers, it's coming out in September. Free upgrade next gen. It's going to have full price, but also microtransactions. Don't know how I feel about that. Uh, they said, Marvel's Adventures will receive free updates for a long time with new regions, story arcs, and new playable characters. Huge doubt. In my experience with these kind of live service games, if there's not enough of a player base buying microtransactions, and obviously they haven't laid out a roadmap or anything that someone can hold them accountable to, but there are definitely like multiple plans for, like depending on the success of the game, how long mm. these mm. get content for. So I would caution anyone who's like, oh, this is my like next five years game. It's going to be like Destiny 2. Like, no, 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 no. If the game does well, they'll keep making stuff for it, but, yeah. Um, yeah, it looks pretty. I think it's weird releasing it after like a year and a half after Endgame,
1: but... I know this, yeah, it should have came out so much sooner.
0: I'm, I'm getting kind of
1: hyped up, though, for it. Like, I'm a big fan of MCU. It's really the only movies that I really kind of watch. I'm not a big movie guy, so I, I just really, really like all these superheroes and i don't read the comics or whatever so i'm just kind of you know what was the last superhero like marvel superhero game that i played spider-man
0: i guess so yeah, i'm kind of Man bracket 2018 bracket
1: yeah that was that would have been two years by now so i'm excited to, to dive into this world again i it's kind of like i'll just wait for the ps5 like for it to come out on ps5 most likely though unless like it comes out mm-hmm. and people are it's you know it's getting nines and tens and reviews and people are saying it's the bomb and stuff which i don't think is the case just looking at it but mm-hmm. i'm getting a little hype for it just with everything um maybe i think the marketing is just gained to me it's really
0: it's mm. really it um, it has some some pretty marketing
1: yeah i mean it better like it, it has are,
0: a it has that that wheelchair superhero wheelchair superhero oh uh, did i make that up i don't want to make that up hold on is there a wheelchair superhero I thought I saw it. Maybe I was seeing fan art. Maybe? I don't know. Marvel's the only Avengers. wheelchair
1: person I can think can of in Superheroes is uh, Batman's uh, Oracle Girl. And Professor Marvel's X. Avengers
0: will feature a superhero with a disability. Um, said in a recent blog post that Mariah, or no, social media manager Megan Marie and Game designer Mariah Robinson discussed the studio's efforts to make the game more accessible and inclusive to people with disabilities. The most significant move is the inclusion of a non-playable superhero who uses a wheelchair. The character's name is Cerise. Accessibility specialist Cherry Thompson, who works on accessibility games for Ubisoft, provided uh, the idle motion uh, capture for the character model. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so that's cool. Not playable, but I mean, I guess that would be really hard, but... They have money. They could have done. They could have done it if they wanted to. I mean, it's 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 great that they have it in there, but how cool would that be? You know, like flying or whatever in a wheelchair. That'd be fun. That would be fun. Well, I remember. Uh, uh, I remember F-
1: Professor X was playable in one of the X Men games, but it was like in his mind, so he wasn't in the wheelchair. He was like just still floating around and stuff, and I was like, oh, whatever.
0: It's like a. Uh, when you're playing as R2-D2 in the Star Wars games and he just has, like, jetpack legs so he doesn't move so slow. Because <laughs> they definitely they definitely like put R2-D2 in at, like, normal movie speed and they're like, this is awful. He needs jetpacks. Well, he had jetpacks uh, in,
1: uh, in uh, Revenge of the Sith.
0: Why couldn't he do any of that in the original I trilogy? I don't know. Is nah, that, it's that's, like,
1: that's like the joke. that They're like, wipe their memories. Oh, also, remove all the cool shit from R2-D2. <laughs>
0: Amazing. That's it for the news this week. Uh we'll be back with more juicy Canadian dev news next week. But now, Steve, let's move on to everyone's favorite segment of the show. What is it, Steve? Wishlist this. It's wish list this. I always say uh wish list this this week at the end and I like try really hard not to stutter. Cause holy moly, uh it's a lot of of this is, you know. But uh, this week I have three games for you to wishlist. And if you don't know, this is a segment every week where I highlight three upcoming Canadian-made games you have to add to your wishlist. Right now. First up, Nuts. (laughs) Uh, Co-developed by several developers, uh, one of them Pole from Montreal, and publishing support from Noodlecake in Saskatoon. Uh, There's three or four other developers on this from all over the world. Reykjavik, Berlin, Copenhagen. Uh, It's a it's a remote team, but uh, these are the, the times for remote teams, you know, Steve? Exactly. Coming 2021, you can wishlist now on Steam. Quote, A single-player surveillance mystery set in a remote forest. Record the squirrels, report your findings, and uncover the secret that the curious creatures are hiding. So this is essentially that episode of Rick and Morty, where he gives Morty the ability to talk to the squirrels and or no to hear the squirrels and so he walks outside and starts like pointing it at the squirrels and the squirrels are like talking about their plans or whatever and like reporting coordinates and stuff and then the one squirrel's like hey hey that one's looking at us kind of funny can can he hear us like no no wait wait what's that thing he's holding and then they like start approaching him, and they're like hey no come here buddy it's okay it's okay And like morty starts running away and it like pans to rick in the garage and morty's running away and there's like a hundred squirrels chasing him oh my god so essentially you're uncovering uh A squirrel conspiracy in the woods, but the art style Steve is what I really want to talk about because it's just it's it's like one solid color on everything, and they're very weird contrasting colors. So I'm like, picture like bright pink on bright purple, bright yellow on bright blue. Uh, Like it's a very very distinct art style. Yeah, the 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 gameplay looks like
1: where like the inside is all green, like this really kind of green and then like the computer is yellow or whatever like a really mm-hmm. bright
0: yellow digging it. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm seeing the characters got a little home base here it's like this little little um, research outpost with like a, a lawn chair and like you're, you're caught up uh, then there's some TVs, photo development uh, material er, materials and like a clipboard where you're like putting up the photos and so you go out into the woods with your camera and like adjust the end to like take pictures of the squirrels uh, An adventure in squirrel surveillance um, and then at the very end of the trailer, all the squirrels like rush on to your like research station and like, look at you. So something's going on here, Steve, the squirrels are sentient and they are planning something. I believe it. I love this. I love this so much. And you know what I have in their steam page? I was just going to say this.
1: They have gifts. <laughs> they
0: have gifts and they're amazing. I love them. It was a finalist at Amaze Berlin 2020. Wow. That would have been like earlier this year. It was an official selection at the Day of the Devs, and it was part of the official selection at EGX, not EGLX, EGX in the UK, 2019. So those are some high-profile indie developer showcases. So clearly, the people who know indie games looked at this one and said, hey, this looks pretty cool. And I looked at this and I said, hey, this looks pretty cool. So I have to ask Steve, Mm -hmm. is nuts on your steam wishlist. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I got yeah. it. Yes. plan release date 2021, by the way. I don't know if you said that. I think I did, but that's okay. bears mind. repeating. Excellent. Next game on wish. Oh, I didn't ask you what, what are you thinking about the steam page of what do you, what do you see? what do you like?
1: I'm like, it. No, everything that she said, I kind of I agree with the color, the art style. Like, um, I'm, I just, I kind of want to know, like they intrigued, they piqued my interest of just like, what the hell are these squirrels up to? Like I'm, I'm kind of right? like how the story, um, know they say an immersive story with full voice acting so i'm i'm kind of interesting interested like if you if it's just you in the woods talking to someone or like if it's if you if you're a partner and if there's any sort of like kind of gameplay like that where one person's out in the field and one person's back in the thing like i'm kind of interested in that but like in general just like kind of amazed by the premise of just like what are these <laughs> squirrels up to <laughs>
0: <laughs> so. Oh, man, it's like a, it's like the Firewatch revolved around a conspiracy too, where you're like radioing in and stuff. I still got to play but Firewatch. This is, I haven't played it. It's pretty good. Yeah, I like it a lot. But easy, like so you, easy, hundred percent. So, what's well, yeah? It's like four trophies. You yeah. Just beat the game. Um, but yeah, so like Firewatch, you're like unraveling this conspiracy in the woods around you, like as you're playing, and so this gives me those kind of vibes, but with squirrels. Yeah. So better. Alright, alright, Steve. Enough of that. Next next game I want to highlight for you today, City Wars Savage by O1 Studios in Quebec. Uh, you can wishlist it on Steam. It's coming soon. Uh, they have a Patreon, actually, with a lot of backers who are funding part of the development of this game. Uh, City War Savage is an indie MMORPG. Explore the worlds, gather resources to create tools and weapons, enchant your items to protect yourself from the enemies scattered throughout the worlds, and learn interesting backstories to each creature presented through an amazing quest line. So, the art style is kind of blocky. It's yeah, giving me like Roblox vibes, but not quite as like those rounded shoulders and stuff.
1: Yeah, I'm getting the vibe of like Minecrafty. Um, graphics mixed with like the basically a RuneScape. I don't know if you ever played mm. RuneScape. It might be a bit.
0: I did play RuneScape. Okay, yeah.
1: um, that's because that's what I'm getting. Because it looks like everyone's just sort of like farm, um, you know, cutting down trees and shit like that, and battling monsters and stuff. I'm down. Um,
0: but it's in like MMO, so you're doing all this with other people. Yeah, it um, looks like you're you got a little party here, and you're like going into areas to like kill monsters and farm supplies. Ooh, one of the tags was investment too,
1: so I'm down with that.
0: You know, what, I'm go not- to the bottom of the the Steam description. One of the gifts you can reprogram, and there's like a visual scripting UI. You can program NPCs to like start grinding for you. Oh, that's like, amazing! That's something I've never seen really in that, any. That
1: looks just game? like Dreams too. The like this the,
0: the the visual scripting thing.
1: Yeah, it looks just like how Dreams does it. Um, that's pretty that's really cool actually so you get like your your little dudes to help you out but it goes a little bit farther of just like you can actually tell them what to do i guess
0: Mm -hmm. so you could say like you want them like instead of setting them at one spot and just leaving them there you could have them like rotate different things you're trying to accumulate you know
1: yeah i'm I'm gonna be honest like i'm not crazy about like the blocky minecrafty graphics like that's just a personal preference like i've never really kind of found it like appealing
0: to me but everything else
1: about this i'm I'm kind of i'm down with
0: being developed and published by o1 studios coming soon no real release date beyond that but they have a patreon you can go check out uh for 15 dollars a month you can help support the developers and i think that gets you like special access to something i forgot to check
1: yeah it does say this is free to play as well so
0: it's uh has online pvp and co-op so, there'll be modes where you can fight your friends or randos. Um, yeah, this is ambitious, Steve. Any, anyone, any indie studio who tries to do an MMORPG... Because, like, the reason MMOs are usually done by, like, Bethesda or Blizzard are because they're incredibly hard and expensive and require so much infrastructure that uh, I'm really impressed. But, you know, you're also a little skeptical of an indie studio's ability to do that. But... Hmm. If they can pull this off, and from the gifts, it looks like they're pulling it off. That that's huge. Yeah, they uh, looks it looks cool. I'm down. I gotta ask Steve, is it on your wish list? It is. Awesome. Last game today on wish list. This. Drum roll, please, Steve. (laughs) Stack Squatch by J. Scott in quote the Canadian Northwest unquote couldn't find more data than that but that's okay Jay Scott doesn't want to be found and maybe we shouldn't find him sounds it's sounds released like on. uh
1: north Canadian Northwest you don't want to be found so
0: yeah you, you moved up there to work on games so you yeah. probably don't want people knocking on your door asking yeah. for a job exactly it's releasing next month uh and it's got a, got a cute cute premise I'm gonna I'm gonna do the voice All <clears> right, <throat> cool sit back and stack with Dog dogtective in a colorful floating world of cryptids in this vr action puzzle game so steve uh it's a vr game it's got kind of like toy box vibes like the way you're you're kind of stacking things in the middle of the room that are like have weird geometries like you're putting teacups on an apple on some dice you're trying to like make sure it doesn't fall over. And then it, yeah. kinda, it looks like kind of like locks in place when you've got it where you want it. Um, if you have standing room or sitting, you can play both or room scale if you want to like run all the way around the, the thing you're stacking. Um, so it, it supports a lot of different VR setups. I know several people who have standing or room scale. And so being able to accommodate both is key. It does require VR. You can't play this without VR. Um, but uh, yeah, play as dog detective. Sit back, relax, and stack. What do you think, Steve?
1: I'm down the. Uh, it's actually coming to Itchio as well. So like, if it's on Itchio, like, what VR does? does it oh, use? it just it
0: also just runs VR. Like uh, the studio I worked at put a VR game on Itchio, and what else, what what they either do is just run it also through like a, a VR launcher. Like you have to have Steam VR open for the Vive to work. Right. Or you just get a Steam key when you, you just buy. get it. a
1: Steam code. Yeah, sure. Um, it's giving me. Did you ever play what was it? It was like Boom Blocks or whatever on yes, yeah. It's giving me that vibes because there's even a part where you're kind of looks like you're kind of destroying some stuff. And I'm always down to destroy stuff and like environmental destruction and things. Um, it's got the cuteness stuff going. i would, you know, I, I don't have the PSVR anymore. I would think that this game could very easily run on PSVR. I hopefully, you know, this does well on Steam and itch.io and stuff that they move it to PSVR. Mm. Um, Let's see, it's early access, what's the, you know, I always like to see how long it's going to be in early access, but I don't see that. Oh, Q1 2021, so. Less than a year. Yeah, I'm down.
0: Uh, It'll be playable through Steam, uh, VR, and Oculus VR, so if you have both, uh, you can do that. Uh, He says in the top, um, I have several features that I need to implement before I call the game done, TM. I would also like to guide that with community feedback and popularity. So, yeah, develop Stack Squatch Society. Uh, you can follow them on Twitter at Stack Squatch. It's just stack and then squatch. <laughs> and Jay Scott's on Twitter at A Kindly Orc. And uh, I, I went through a couple of their tweets, I, I enjoyed it.
1: And they have a Discord, too. Um, they do have a Discord. The, Every good
0: game has a Discord now, Steve.
1: Will the game be priced differently during or and after early access? Not unless I did something terribly wrong.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> I mean that's that's good. There's the transparency.
1: Yeah. Um it looks good. I it's making me miss VR. Like I kinda every now and then I see these VR games kinda come in. Dark Vader VR game too. I think we the, the last taxi game that we discussed last uh, last time with the weird conspiracy thingy. Kind of uh kind of missing my VR a
0: little bit, but That's okay, Steve. You'll get a PSVR, VR two whenever they come out. Hopefully it's the thing, yeah. I gotta ask Steve, is yep. Stack Squatch on the wish list? That it is. <laughs> excellent even though you can't play it we're gonna we're gonna help out oh, those of course. those those burgeoning is that the right word burgeoning indie developers
1: uh, i don't know is it is it
0: blossoming <laughs> blossoming blossoming i'm fine with that I, I feel like i used burgeoning right let me let me double check you might have I, i'm I, I, I am no one to i am not the person to like burgeoning uh beginning to grow and increase rapidly flourish oh yeah
1: i like it
0: yeah okay all right, that's it for Wishlist This this week. If you want to get your game onto this amazing, groundbreaking segment that I created, send it to me. Send it. Uh, contact at canadiengamenos.com. Twitter DMs. Hop on Discord. Email me, Stephen, at canadiengamenos.com or Steve at canadiengamenos.com. We want to talk about your game. Text at 555-247-8711. <laughs> I mean, Call pizza, pizza. Hey, what is the Halifax area code? You want oh, to... 226. Oh, it's
1: two two six. but just... I don't have a
0: Halifax number. I still have an Ontario number. Oh my God, really? Yeah. Oh, I hate you.
1: I hate, pe- <laughs> I hate people like you. <laughs> uh,
0: the uh, the the phone rates are cheapest in Canada and Saskatchewan. So there are some people who will like get a Saskatchewan number, just to have the cheapest phone plan you could possibly have in Canada. Oh really? Yeah. It's it's not. Not noticeably, or like not significantly cheap enough that like everyone does it, but it's just cheap enough that like if you're a penny pincher, you could save a lot of money over several years by having a Saskatchewan number. Interesting. Yeah. All right, Steve. Do you have a hot topic this week? Because I don't. Uh, no. And we said I mean, we'd never force it, you know.
1: Yeah. No. And I don't even think was there was there any big news this week? Like the the Xbox event is happening uh, this week, isn't it?
0: So at this point, for me, it's a game of chicken between Xbox and PlayStation. Whoever announces price and date first i think xbox is going to do it did it last time and i think they just i don't want to say care less but they've just been a lot more transparent like they sent the xbox series x to digital foundry who like took it apart in a video like in may so i feel like if anyone's going to do it first it's probably going to be xbox they've done it first in the past they're they're just very open about the series x in a way that playstation isn't about the ps5
1: i just want them to do it so that we can fucking stop like guessing and stuff like the ru- and like <laughs> so that you hearing all these, it <laughs> yeah and hearing all these rumors like the rumor was that this last monday was the that sony was going to do something and it's just like it's just getting tiring like we all know roughly when it, how much it's going to be and we all know roughly when it's going to come out i just want to put my goddamn money down so i can so like start getting excited for this thing instead of just like being up in the air but i do have a continuation of the previous hot topic that also plays into like what we've been
0: playing Okay, let's let's do that. Hit me.
1: So I've been playing NBA Two K Twenty, and you know we were discussing it because they increased the price for the next gen, and, and part of it, you know, I believe or I believed past tense was mm-hmm. like the, the whole inflation stuff. And I'm now retracting all that shit I said because what did I see? So what what is the one of the big things that they said? Why it's ten dollars more? Right? They said no loadings, and that's like a big marketing thing um for the for these games like no loading screens like everything will be super fast you'll play you'll start playing your shit in two minutes or two seconds we saw spider-man like load up in half a second blah, blah blah what does nba 2k20 do during these loading screens they show me a car ad just a straight up like youtube car ad and heather was like doing the dishes and she was just like was that an ad for like a car and i was like oh my god yes it was and this game oh is God. this game is already filled to the brim with with uh, ads because it's sports, right? Like it's like I'm sponsored by Nike and all this shit, and like and like there's Gatorade shit. And that's already like really annoying. But this is yeah. just this was just straight up like the ad you would see before a YouTube channel, maybe even this YouTube uh, like video of just like an like thing. And I'm like I'm like oh that's why they're doing it because they won't be able to show you these ads in their two-second video, like, loading. Like, that's the reason you, I, like, I refuse to believe anything else differently because it just makes sense. Like, this game is already, I don't know if you've played any of these NBA games, but this one is just, like, to the brim of just microtransaction shit. Like, it's so annoying. And now, and I don't know if you remember, like, I think it was two years ago, like, this, this, um, website basically gave the game like a 3 out of 10 or 4 out of 10 because they said this game is like a 10 out of 10 but like it's just it's just ruined with all this greedy shit
0: mm-hmm. and, I,
1: and I totally see what they mean because once I'm in the game and playing I'm having a ball but yeah. like everything else around it I'm just like this is so fucking annoying like it's so intrusive and just brutal and uh, it's like there's a way you can do this stuff correctly and like they're not doing it and when I saw that ad I was like oh that's why it's $10 more like no doubt because they do all the and like I haven't seen the ad that much like there's maybe been 50, 50 to 60 loading screens of just going into games and stuff like that i maybe seen the ad twice but it's still there and when it's not that they do like a two, they have like a 2k like TV thing where they like they just have like people playing games and discussing stuff and you can stay to watch it if you want it's like esports shit like it's a market. It's a way to market their own brand during it, and I'm like, that's why. Uh, that's why this shit is there. That's why it's ten dollars more because like they won't be able to do this anymore. And good because mm-hmm. it's fucking it's so annoying. And oh, they'll find they'll find a way. I'm sure they will. What's more annoying is that my friend who loves this game is moving to Vancouver and he wants me to like get the next one to play with him. i just like, oh my god, these games though.
0: Would you get it on, on PS Five or PS Four?
1: I would get it on PS Five for sure that's the oh, thing man that's, that's my conundrum I'm just like ah so I'm, I'm gonna try to guilt him to just buy it for me
0: but the other <laughs> thing about the yeah d- definitely do that if you can but I was gonna say the other thing about these sports games is they drop so fast like they do and they're also bundled with a lot of consoles so like my friend got NHL 19 like a month after it came out cause it was someone who bought the PS4 bundle but didn't want it and he got it sealed for like 40 bucks like a month after it came out so like if you just watch like Kijiji and Marketplace, yeah, for like the month after this game comes out, you could save like half the price of the game.
1: Yeah, he keeps like he said he wanted to give me like semi forty dollars to spend because like my character starts at level your character starts at like sixty overall, which is just trash, and right. I've been playing. I'm you know I'm maybe fifteen games in the season. I'm like seventy three overall, and I'm and I'm doing decent, and and I've played like other modes and stuff for like. Mm-hmm. For basically for twenty dollars, which is not a lot of money, you can get up to like eighty, eighty-five overall. So they make like, they make the entry to win. Yeah, they make the entry like super, super cheap, and uh, it's just so annoying. My friend's been like, "I'll give you money to buy VC," and I'm like, "Dude, I'm not like, if you give me money, I'm buying Uber Eats or something. Like, I'm not, (laughs) 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 I'm not buying this VC. I wanna, I'm just gonna grind it out. Like, it's it's so." to win and i played angel 20 i played a decent amount of it and and it obviously has the that shit but like it's not as intrusive like angel 20 or sorry nba 2k 20 is just like a different beast like it's it's in a whole nother world and yeah i i I basically take back everything i said about like um inflation all that shit because that was a bunch of garbage like it's totally
0: just because the the loading screens are a revenue generator for them Mm-hmm. I mean, for NBA, I would give you that. But I do think we are, within a year or two, going to see a slight increase. I think so, too, in general. Like the the cross-buy makes a lot of sense, and that's obviously a very nice player-friendly thing for... Xbox has been pushing so hard. Um, but as soon as they're past that like initial release on last and current gen... It's just like who's going to be the first one to do it because then you're the bad guy. And I mean, NBA is doing it, but like, NBA is already the bad guy. I think a lot of people have a lot of not great feelings towards 2K. Yeah. And uh, NBA 2K in particular. So like, what's the first like Sony first party game or Xbox first party game? See, I or, think like, we'll, Ubisoft. I think we'll actually see. It? Yeah, I think we'll see it from third parties first actually because they're the
1: ones who are losing like thirty percent to every sale, no. right? Sony doesn't lose like. You know, uh, Ghost, Ghost of Tsushima comes out, like...
0: The they 30, get 100%. They
1: get 100% of it. Like, thirty, the 30% that would normally go to Sony is just going back to Sony,
0: so, like, they don't... Well, they don't I mean, go. I don't know if the deals are different between different studios, because, like, if Naughty Dog has a different deal with Sony, do they get more of the cut of their game than, like... The well, later I'm, game does join. I don't think I that matters. I don't works. think that matters
1: because they're fully owned by Sony, so it doesn't... Like, the revenue that Uncharted 4 brings in, I don't think matters at all to... Yeah, like, the, Naughty Dog does have an, an accountant, basically. Like, it doesn't matter how much they bring in, except for, like, bonuses and shit that, that kind of get released.
0: I don't know if that's true. I don't know you if don't that's so? true. Because, like, then why does Sony Studios close? Because... They obviously rely on the success of their games in some way.
1: Yeah, because they they like they see that, you know, Zipper Interactive closed after making Unit thirteen. Like these games didn't sell and it just became too expensive to run the the team. But I don't think like I don't think any money is going back to Naughty Dog other than just like when, you know, they say, Hey, we want to hire this many people and be like, Okay, here's the here's your budget sort of thing.
0: Whereas no, it- I definitely I definitely think there is I and I and I bet it's different per studio too, because we're seeing some studios put their games on Steam whereas others aren't. Mm, true. So well, I, did you I think I think it did is Did you reach out to the Last of Us people? You can ask them. No, I didn't email them yet. Oh, okay. I should. Could ask like do you who who pays for the potted plants at Naughty yeah. Dog? Is it <laughs> you guys or is it Sony? Is it Yoshida, is it? Who, who stocks the fridge? Does the Shuhei show up with the <laughs> with the cooler and just put some beers in the fridge? What happens?
1: What's the? I can't remember any of the people, the figureheads at at Sony anymore.
0: It was wasn't Jack Jack. Or... Oh, they've all left it. I, I one of the IGN Unfiltered interviews was with one of them, and I watched like the. Jim Ryan, that's the that's the person I was just thinking of. Jim Ryan has left, hasn't he? Or is he still there? Yeah, a bunch, a bunch of them have left. And yeah. one of the... Founded by Andy Gavin and Jason Rubin. In 1984. Who's a, and acquired by Sony in 2001. That's Naughty Dog? Yeah. Are they still there? They're
1: probably making bank, then.
0: Maybe. I don't know. Well, definitely if they are still making bank, I don't know if they're still there, though. That's all on the side. I, I think there is, like, a heard studio like i i don't i this is also in the weeds that i don't know how many people actually care about this but i feel like if your game does well you have a bigger pot you draw more into the studio to use for studio stuff because like insomniac just opened a whole new studio like they they moved offices last year so like they must have had whether Sony, like, gives them permission to do that or they're just looking at their own numbers and being like, all right, we can do this now. I got to imagine that it's Sony being like, you can do this,
1: because it's just, like, the bigger brother giving little brother, like, the allowance or whatever. The parent mm-hmm. giving the kid allowance. Just being like, all right, you guys did had a good year. You released whatever, and this is your budget for the year. It lets you expand. You don't have blah, blah, blah. Like, I think it's like mm-hmm. that. Like, it, I look at it as... The depart Like, how I, I work at a department in a company, I just see it as that, except for the department's, like, an actual company, but it's fully owned and paid for. So, like, if Last of Us 2 sells one copy versus 10 million copies, Naughty Dog has nothing to say about that. It's just Sony that's going to make a decision based off those numbers, not Naughty Dog. But then,
0: like, sometimes studios leave. Like, Bungie left Xbox despite... Well, I Being, I don't like subsidiary. I don't think Bungie owns. Did they own? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Xbox Game Studios owned Bungie for like ten years and then left. They left.
1: Yeah, I mean, you could always kind of buy out, like, during certain cases, you can always kind of buy out like your ownership or whatever, or, or whatnot.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, in, in October first, two thousand seven. Bungie announced they were splitting off from their parent company, Microsoft, and becoming a privately held LLC. Yeah, so they must have
1: raised some capital to basically just do that. To just say we're going to buy the stuff. That's interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I guess it's just like
0: that's a little too inside baseball.
1: Yeah, like I, I, I've never worked at AAA Studio or managed a AAA Studio. I'm just thinking of how I kind of look at it, like with the the work I've done in the teams that I've been a part of, but I've always worked Mm -hmm. at like tech startups. So I don't even, I don't even know what it's like to work at a company that's fully owned by like another company.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, but basically what I'm saying is I think a third party will be the first to kind of raise the prices because they're the ones who are losing, you know, more towards Sony and Microsoft and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. I I think you're right. I think, uh, and I, I think in some way that's totally warranted, like, for these bigger, higher quality games. So, like, and everyone uses Cyberpunk as Cyberpunk the example, but they could totally charge 100 bucks for that game. And I, I think, like, that's probably what that game's worth. Yeah. If all If all things are to be believed. Whereas, like if you try to charge a hundred, I mean, they already do like 10 different versions of every Ubisoft game, but like if the, if the lowest edition of far cry six was like ninety I'd be like, uh, I, I don't feel like you've done enough to push like just based on the past 10 years of your games. I don't think this will be enough pushing the envelope to warrant that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, someone someone's going to do it. I'm, someone it's a game of chicken for who increases <laughs> the standard price of their games and whoever announces the PS Five or Xbox price first.
1: Yeah, I wonder if EA was just like high fiving each other when when Take Two announced that NBA would be ten dollars more. I'd be
0: like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're not. When they announced any of the EA games are getting the like free upgrade, I think they said Madden. Um, huh. Madden, the next Madden will
1: be. Uh, I don't know about FIFA, but I feel like that was one of the things. At least on Xbox, Madden will uh, you'll get the best version. But like we've mentioned before, like it's kind of confusing where it's like, do you just get the benefit of you know there's going to be a patch, like do you get the patch for free or do you just kind of get like the added bonus of like a more powerful like thing.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: don't know. So that's but I believe. Let me just. Uh, trying to find like madden 21 where where it says
0: because then would you buy uh would you buy nhl 2021 on ps4 and get the free upgrade i
1: don't know see the thing with me in sports games is like i usually just wait like two or three years in between so it feels like a big significant thing so like angel 20 i loved because the last one i played was angel 17 (laughs) and i'm like yo they actually put quite a bit of stuff in here um so I don't know that that's the thing because like anytime I see people getting mad about like the gameplay of these games it's like they haven't changed anything. I'm like of course they haven't changed anything what the f-? like what do you expect these games are made in like seven months <laughs> like, what? like I don't it's know. not a lot of time. no, it's not. Uh, so Madden 21 will be available for PlayStation 5 and Xbox series X upon the release has proven us the next installment would be rele- eh. okay maybe maybe I'm wrong maybe they, maybe there isn't like a free upgrade. they're just getting released on Xbox one. Or Xbox Series X and PS5.
0: All right, Steve. That That's enough hot takes for the week. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it there. <sighs> Last segment, Steve. Why don't you tell me what you've been playing? I uh, didn't get a chance to play that much this week, but
1: I did mention NBA 2K20. Fucking garbage. Uh, we've both been playing 3,720 to 1.
0: Yes, I want to beat the developer... <laughs> I know. Uh, Dan Curry. T- Ke- Dan Dan oh, I don't want to get your name wrong, but... They got to 80 parsec, and my current high score is 52. So I, I I can do it. It gets fast, too, which is tricky. It does. For those you who don't know, 3,720 to 1, the odds that C-3PO gave in Empire Strikes Back, uh, is a new like, kind of endless runner, spaceship, asteroid-style game. Uh, and I, I've been enjoying it. It's yeah, free, it's- and you can buy some ships, but you can also earn the ships in-game, so...
1: Yeah, it's been my it's been my kind of like go to game to play here and there or whatever while you know, while just kinda of lying on the couch or whatever. I've been I've been enjoying it. I'm not that I think I got to like thirty or forty. I'm not good at it. So you guys are Oh man,
0: once you get in the zone and you're like the asteroids get really fast and you're like you're weaving in and out and you wanna break up the asteroids so that they fall and hit the bugs that come up behind you and try yeah. and shoot you. It's, it's, it's good. I like it. And it's free. There's no reason not to try it. Yeah. And it's the only thing that comes up when you search that on every app store, which is <laughs> impressive, given that there's a billion apps.
1: Um, the other thing I played, I didn't get a chance to play it that much, but Ghost of Tsushima, um, I, I kind of gave into the hype, which was really just like my friend at work being like, yo, it's really good. I played it from like 5.30 to like just before work. And I was like, all right, I'll get it. And I called a bunch of EB Games. Like, seven or eight, because I was like, oh, maybe I'll just trade in some games. And uh, none of them had it. They're all like, Sony didn't send us enough copies. I'm like, yeah, of course they did. And then one was near, like, my in-laws, and I knew I was coming, going to my in-laws today or whatever. And I was like, oh, what about Sunday? Would you get another shipment? They was like, oh, we're actually closing the store for good on Sunday, so no. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, per- like, closed per- forever? Yeah, permanently closing the EV games, so. Oh stock ain't looking too good, but I'm I'm really digging Ghost Shishima. I love the colors in the world; like it's so cool to just kind of roam around. I I tried playing the gray and white or black and white like uh, mode. I forget what's mm-hmm. named after that director, um, and I feel like it just takes away from the world a little bit. Like because the world is just so cool and colorful. Um, but I'm not that far. I'm only like two hours in or so. I like the little touches of like the standoffs, and I like like the the hud list thing there's not like you use the wind to kind of find where you're going and 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 whatnot i've been playing with like english subtitles with japanese voices
0: cause it's, yeah me too because it's, it's just, a bummer because their lips don't match yeah
1: you know what though i got a mask um to cover my face because you just find gear and i'm like oh i'll just mm-hmm. wear this mask <laughs> just like, problem solved problem solved um so yeah, I'm not I'm not that far, but I'm I'm enjoying it. It's cool. It's also really hard. Like it's way harder than I thought. I've died a lot. I don't know about you. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. They they hit you like two or three hits and you're dead. And you're at dead, least at yeah. This point in my health bar. And they fake me out because I think there's a
1: a thing later on you can get that will let you self revive, but in the early game like you don't have that, so you just like it. They don't kill you right away. They let you like they kick you a bit and stuff, and you're like, oh, am I going to get up heroically here? And then they no, sl- they just
0: grabbed the back of your neck and then slit your. Yeah, throat. And I'm
1: like, oh shit! They just kicked me for a little while and then slit my throat. That's brutal. Um, they were the they were the Mongols. Yeah. So I'm uh, and you know it's it's fun to play a samurai game that uh, like there's not many samurai games out there and the ones that do like Neo and Animusha have like demons and other shit. It's just kind of cool to play like a historic like samurai versus Mongolians like war. Thing it's got me looking at the Wikipedia article for that invasion too. So I'm just like, yo, this, this is dope. You know what
0: I was too, and it's not historically accurate. And I was reading an interview with Nate Fox, who's the one of the creatives at Insomniac. Yeah, he said like they, they kind of used some creative, creative. They uh, took some uh, creative liberties with this game. Yeah. They kind of just stitched together like the best of of like Japanese settings that aren't. It it's not, of course, actually. Really representative of the island of Tsushima. No, and
1: I, and I saw that they they were looking at doing a, a real historic person at first, and then people were like, "You should do that." Yeah, <laughs> and so they're like, "Okay, yeah. we'll make our own like our own story here." Um,
0: yeah, I mean, from the uh, the the perspective, no perspective the perception I have of Insomniac, not Insomniac, sorry, Sucker Punch Productions creative vision is they kind of just like do what they think looks cool like when they're receiving some criticism for um, the Native representation in Infamous Second Son, they were like, why did you decide to tell a Native character? And he was like oh, we, we were like, hey, there's, there's Native people in the state of Washington why not just pick one of them? And that was the extent of the thought that went into the decision for their main character, you know, like, yeah, so that, that's the, that's the level we're kind of operating at. So I totally bet like at the start of this, at the whiteboard is like, yo, samurai, are cool."
1: <laughs> samurai, don't let's fucking do. Yeah, this. You,
0: like we do like a samurai thing and you can like run around the island and like do showdowns, like an old samurai movies, like, like, and I'm, I'm fine with that. I've been reading a lot of criticism of the game from, you know, the usual suspects that sounds kind of mean but like the the conversation around this game is is definitely a little dicey and i think i think there is some some hurt feelings from a lot of the all right i've read you, you know deal is on twitter yeah Adam, i i, I you don't know, have a strong opinion of her, but... I Well, I just muted uh, her, because it's just, like, too much. I'm like, I feel
1: like nothing is, is good for you. <laughs> like, you just you just seem to complain Except for Demon's Souls. She
0: likes Demon's Souls. Oh, really? I don't know. But, every, um, every
1: time I see her come up, it's just complaining about something, and I'm just like, I don't need that in my life. Like, so I, I have her muted, and I, yeah. You know. She's I native. also
0: listen to... to She is, yeah. So that hit a little close to home. Yeah, I was going to in, say... In Infamous native. Second Son. Yeah, that's what I figured. Um, but I, and then I was um, listening to Waypoint's review of it, and Austin Walker is like a, a big fan of like Native history, and had like not sorry Native, sorry um, uh, like Japanese Japanese history. history and stuff, and had like he so it was like a self described like four year samurai phase, and he was like it bothered me so much in this game that. Every, like, they took a lot of historical inaccuracies, like, apparently the haiku wasn't even invented yet, and it's, like, one of the main side things in this game is you go to different vistas and meditate and write a haiku, yeah. but, like, that didn't exist yet, and, like, apparently later in the game there's certain weapons that didn't exist for a couple hundred years that they definitely just threw in, because they were, like, cool gunpowder things, and we needed to have a on rails gatling section in this game. And so, in that way, I think it's kind of dumb. But in the other way you said, like, you get to points in this game, and you're like, yeah, I'm just going to stare at this for a bit. And the photo mode, Steve, I don't know if you've messed with it, but you can do, like, not even just photos. You can set the camera somewhere and then start playing and record it. Oh, really? No, I haven't made... I,
1: I've never really gone into the photo mode, like, in any
0: game. The photo mode in Ghost of Tsushima is
1: awesome. I even turned it off, to be perfectly honest, because I was like, I don't even want to... Tsushima? Like, yeah,
0: I don't even want to, like... No, <laughs> dude, it's so so good, and you can like so you can set the you can set the camera up and then like turn on the wind so like your cape moves and the trees move and you can almost like make like a gif. It's like it's so cool, Steve. I, I I got I got I love the photo mode in this game, and I I usually mess around in photo modes like for like the first couple minutes of every game, but I think I'll be coming back to that at a lot of points in this game. And the colors are amazing, which makes me wonder why anyone play it in the black and white. I know. Old That's what I, be. I,
1: I tried it out when I got to the golden temple, which is like such a beautiful scene in the game, like the area. And I tried it out and I was just like, this just take this. I'm like this. I don't want to play this at all. <laughs> like this. Like it just, I don't want to, I'd, I'd much rather play with colors. Um, so the other I, thing
0: that struck me, especially coming off of the last of Us part two is it feels in, it's very stiff in the cutscenes and the The intro isn't the best. Like, it's kind of like cliche, video game intro, and like the the characters' faces feel stiff. Cause like I'm coming off playing like thirty hours of the Last of Us Part Two, which probably has like the most impressive cutscene to gameplay, like fidelity, facial animations, motion capture performance of like probably any game ever released. Hmm. And started playing Tsushima, and like. The eyeballs look like marbles, and the face, like the the cheeks, just it just looks so stiff and not natural. After playing Last of Us Part Two, hmm. hmm. which is no fault of uh, Ghost of Shima, like they don't have the, you know, resources, and I'm I'm assuming a lot of the technical talent of Naidai, which is like, you know, they're the best of the best in air quotes, and. But that is something that struck me right away, is I'm like, ah, oh, this this just feels kind of stiff and open-world-y game, cutscene-y. And I wasn't, wasn't, I wasn't really vibing with the intro. But once you got into the open world and you're, you're riding around on horses and walking up to Mongol camps and doing face-offs, I was like, okay, okay, I, I can do this. Yeah,
1: I didn't, I didn't feel that way. One thing I have noticed is just, I don't know if there was a giant memo that was just sent to all, like, Sony Studios to just have to add, like... Flashbacks into your game because I feel like every single like PlayStation game lately has just had flashbacks to to previous moments. Like Last of Us, obviously Last of Us Two, Ghost Shima, um, Days Gone had a bunch. Like, and I, I think like Ghost Shima, like the coolest one was that that bore one um, when you first kind of like assassinate someone. I was like, this mm-hmm. is this is dope. I don't know. It's 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 a really cool game. Um, I haven't really seen many of the criticisms for it or anything like that. Like I haven't really been paying attention to it. Like I don't know. Is it? Do, is it like? Not like other than, like. Do they say it's
0: hist- supposed to be historically accurate, or is it just like? They are representing a real setting with real historical figures <laughs> in a real historical moment, and anytime you do that, you open yourself up to yeah. harsher criticism. Is anyone other Especially than con? Khan-
1: like real um Genghis Khan's nephew or whatever the guy I forget the the main guy
0: that guy's also in uh Dr. Strange I I noticed he's uh-huh. the like assistant wizard oh really <laughs> yeah but, it was the first day I was like holy shit it's that guy I like went to his IMDb and I was like holy shit he's in like everything
1: but it have has like is anyone else in the game real like the scent the like the bow the archer person that you find and like the I don't gr- know girl who um, rescues you
0: I think the, like, Emperor you, you hear about and the, like... Um, I think, like, the Head Samurai. I don't. They're not called the Head Samurai. Like, a, they work at, like, a kitchen or something. But, like, the <laughs> those characters, I think, are, are real. But I can't 100% confirm. But just a lot of the other stuff. Because, like, when you start up the game, there's no, like, year or something that pops up on screen. Like, they don't say, like, Tsushima Island 11, 12, or whenever it's supposed to be. So, like, they are very loosely trying to associate with this real thing but yeah. it's more to serve setting up this big sandbox play time with a bunch of cool samurai ninja gadgets than it is to detail a historical setting like Assassin's Creed does.
1: Yeah, here's actually the quote I was thinking of. This game is entirely grounded in reality. We're trying to hire to transport people to 1274 Japan. We've been inspired by history and we're not but we're not building it back stone by stone. We're not trying to rebuild Tsushima Island. Our protagonist is a work of fiction. We actually thought about using some historical figures and we were and we asked some people who are more culturally aware than us and they said that it wouldn't be it would be insensitive,
0: so we didn't do it. It was like, all right. I mean I mean this game definitely feels like a bunch of middle-aged white guys in Seattle wanted to make a samurai game. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It just feels like that. No, I mean, I mean Kojima is fucking
1: shit all over American politics in like eight different games. So I mean, like people, but they're not
0: trying to shit all over Japanese no, politics. Th- if what anything, I mean is, like, kind
1: of. What I mean is, you can make games just by not being like part of that culture. You know, mm-hmm. it's also not like it's not like they wrote a story of a of a real Japanese person who lives and like how they, um, you know, their struggles of being a Japanese person like today. Like they're they're making a game of. From like twelve seventy or whatever, so I don't know. I don't really feel like diving into that girl's tweets or whatever, but I can. Yeah, I don't
0: know. The game's fun. <laughs> the game, the game is fun, and for most people, that's the most important thing about a game.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. I've had I've read a couple interesting because there's something we said about like sort of the the Japanese imperialism and how the samurai were essentially like a police state right like they ruled through fear you you don't want to do anything illegal or the samurai show up and kill you just in fuck the you public up. square yeah yeah so like you're playing as one of those people um and there's and even like in this the things i've noticed in like there there's a peasant class and you are de- and you're one of the lords and you you know you oh, you lord over the peasant class and, like, that is historically accurate but at the same time, like, the peasants go up and they're like oh lord, thank you so much, thank you so much. and it feels kind of, like, weird to me but, I mean, that's I, I'm sure that, and I've, I've heard a couple like, funny scenes with that where, like there's this one part where you find Uh, You come to this village and like, oh, would you like to meet our samurai? And 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 you're like, oh, I didn't know anyone else survived. And you walk around the corner, and it's obviously some peasant who just found samurai armor and like (laughs) put it on and just pretended to be the samurai for that town, which is funny. Um, So I I like the little moments like that. That um, you know, it, it is a very serious game too. Like, there's not there's. There's not a lot of quips, not a lot of one-liners. No,
1: there isn't. There's not really, there's not, they don't really throw humor in or anything like that. So um, your character is like a pretty strict character, I guess. And like very Mm kind of like, I I mean, honor or whatever is kind of like a big thing in this game so far, at least like in the first couple hours I played and he like has to struggle with like killing someone from behind and not letting them see him and know or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know, I I don't know anything. I asked me if I even knew what if Tsushima like if that island was real before this game even fucking was announced. Like I didn't even know this island existed. I didn't know anything about this invasion. It's got me reading on Wikipedia. I don't know anything about samurai or samurai lore. Like all the samurai things I've ever known about were from like Animusha and and uh, Neo. <laughs> so like it's uh I don't I don't know much about all the back story stuff but uh, mm. I'm, I'm quite enjoying it. I like kind of the story, at least where it's coming from, like kind of building up an army to just like, because you got your ass handed to you and and whatnot, so mm. save your uncle, so I'm down with that
0: too. Um, I read that they went to Tsushima, like some people from Sucker Punch, and then like a local paper wrote about it, and they all were extremely worried that you know the mainstream gaming press would pick up on that and be like, "Oh my god, what was Sucker Punch doing in Tsushima, this weird, this random Japanese island? What this next game confirmed set in Japan?" And then apparently no one picked it up, and it just sat on this local paper's like website for like a while before they actually announced it. That's amazing. I know that's so <laughs> funny. It's like the the Titanfall. No, sorry, the Apex Legends map leaked on Reddit like a year and a half before the game came out, and he was like. The, or whoever posted it was like, yeah, this is the next Battle Royale from Respawn. Here's the map. I got a leak. And they were like, ah, no, it's not. And then they announced it, and it's the exact same picture of the map. In the <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I always I always love little stories like that. Some, someone calls it, and no one believes them. Like the kid who, the best one of those, you saw the kid who was on the plane, and the guy in the seat next to him was looking at the pitch deck for the, the Tomb Raider. Oh, it reboot. was on,
1: uh, it was and, on a, a subway train or whatever in Montreal. A subway yeah.
0: train and they and he, he was just taking pictures and then posted it. it was like oh my god new tomb raider game and they're like no way these are fake and then they announced a new tomb raider game and he was like i told you <laughs> and the thing with that
1: is like he he took that photo like in montreal right which is because the the last tomb Raider game was done by uh montreal idos or whatever and not crystal dynamics yeah. so people were like even thought it was more on like fake because it wasn't
0: the same studio
1: I yeah that. that was good times
0: <laughs> oh man so good Alright, see. Uh, oh, I also want to plug. Uh, I have played some Super Hot Two this week. It's called like Super Hot Mind Control Delete or something, but uh, it was really cool. They, uh, everyone who bought the original game got the second one for free, essentially. Even on PS4 and Xbox oh. One, they'll send you a code to your email, which is pretty cool. Well, I feel like an idiot. I don't have that game. Shit. I mean, it's still on. I think the launch week sale. Um, but yeah, I, I really like it. They did some cool things with it where. You sort of play like all the levels are divided up into like five or six random levels that after each or after a couple you can like add a new like perk to your character for just that Mm -hmm. level, which I really like and really mixes it up and it it pulls from the same like ten or fifteen levels but like puts you in a different place with enemies spawning in from different places and so as you begin to learn the levels and you get deeper into the game. Every time you get to it, you feel more and more confident. And like, I'm like running around corners and like throwing compact discs into someone's face. They shatter, and you grab the shotgun and like shoot down the stairs. The two guys who walk up it and they both die. And it's like, it's it's super hot. It's really yeah. good. And yeah, it's on PC and Epic or Steam and Epic at the moment, but they'll probably bring it everywhere else like they did for the yeah, first sure, one. sure. Cool. Super dope. That's it for this episode. CanadianNubs.com podcast episode number 151. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Really appreciate it. Uh, Also, thank you to our amazing patrons, who you can join over at patreon.com slash king game devs if you want special two-day early access to the show, an exclusive Patreon-only channel on our Discord, occasional game key giveaways, as well as uh, gaming event discount codes, and the knowledge that you're helping us keep doing what we do. If you back us at higher than a dollar a month, we'll put your name at the end of the credits with these folks. Aaron McLeod, Elizabeth Avery, Hanel, Jean Leggett, Jeff Shepstone, Jeffrey Canham, Kai Hutchins, M5 Games, Nicholas A Zorko, Nav from Academy of Games, Pixel Knots underscore Alex, Slaughterneko, and Stacy H. Thank you so much, patrons, and to everyone else who backed us at lesser Tears, We appreciate your support. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. We'd love to take your feedback, uh, good and bad, so let us know how we can improve. Uh, if you're not listening on Apple, send us an email. Contact at CanadianGameDudes.com. Join, and if you like this episode, share it with someone who you might, who you think might also like it. Join the Discord. Join our Discord too. It's a lovely, lovely little community. We're we're constantly looking for feedback, changing, adding people. We're gonna hit a thousand uh, people soon. So I know. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. and we got
1: memes. We got stocks.
0: Man, the memes page is great. I like to start my morning. I go to the memes page, just scroll through the past like twenty or thirty memes, find a couple good ones, share them with my friends, as you are wont to do with memes yeah. and how they successfully travel across the my internet. My stocks channel is pretty much dead because I hate all you fucking people. So I just think you're the probably literally only the person on our channel. Who it's buys like the stocks. it's like the
1: thing that I developed, like the habit, not the habit, the like the. Um, I don't know, the thing that I kinda of started to read into a lot and got into during quarantine. Like I bought some stocks and have been keeping an eye on the market and stuff like that. And it's just been like the fun new kind of hobby that I've had this uh this quarantine. You know what I'm saying?
0: No, you're you're part of the, no. <laughs> thing you're part of the problem. <laughs> Whatever.
1: <laughs> I'll
0: play the anthem here. Um <laughs> Thanks for joining me, Steve. It's always been a pleasure to chat with you about games, how we're feeling, what we're playing. Uh, where can people find you on the uh, internet?
1: Stephen El Crane, various places: Instagram, TikTok. Actually, I don't remember what my TikTok name is, but um, and Instagram. I just really just post things about my daughter. But sports are starting up soon, soon as well, so I'm quite excited for that. So, except not baseball, right? Because they couldn't get in. I don't know. I haven't really been following it. Like, like yeah, the Toronto Raptors are in. Uh, Florida, Florida, and then the hockey is in uh, Edmonton and, and Toronto. Edmonton and Toronto, and then I don't know what the Blue Jays' situation is because I thought like they were just going to play in Boston or not Boston and in, um, in Buffalo because that's where the AAA team plays. Um, but I, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I, I, I've heard like inter squad games are happening. <clears throat> I think like basketball starts in like a couple of days. To be perfectly honest, like I think it's in like I think it's like next week. There's game start up again, so. They should have just canceled the seasons. They should fucking
0: greet motherfuckers. But still, I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> the guys sell 2K21? That's probably what made the decision. They're like, oh, we can't do a new roster if we don't do a season. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's a good point, actually. I, I think uh, one of the features
1: in the NBA 2K is, like, you can play the games that are happening that day. Um. That's kind of cool. And so, like, you know, if the Raptors play Boston, you could just, like, go play that game with the, the active rosters of that day. But when the season was shut down, the schedule was still active, but then, like, I guess, like, it would connect or something, and the game didn't exist, so it, like, crashed. And in the game, they had to, like, patch it. I don't know. That's funny. NBA 2K is a bunch of ro- fucking robbers, though, so whatever.
0: You can find me on Twitter at Stephen Riley S T P H A N R E I L O Y to see all my communist propaganda. <laughs> and uh, opinions about different video games. You're definitely um, the most left-leaning follow, person
1: I've ever met in my life.
0: Man, it just... Yeah. I don't think that's true. you probably met others. They just weren't as... Maybe. Yeah, I definitely knew a it. lot in Guelph, because Guelph is a very left-leaning... Guelph. Guelph has hundreds of voters for the Communist Party of Canada. I've seen Communist Party signs at election time in Guelph. Oh yeah, I had, I knew I had a friend
1: who jokingly voted for them, and I was just like, I'm not going to jokingly vote for them. I want this guy to win.
0: It's the it's the second oldest party in Canada. Is it really? What's the first? Liberal. It is. I think it's the Liberal Party. Oh, correct. JT, um, my boy. Yeah, been there since the OG. JT's
1: not my boy, by the way. Jack meat's my boy right now. So.
0: Oh, Jug It's Jug
1: yeah.
0: No, you said. Oh, Jagmeet. Sorry. Yeah, jag. Jag. That's okay. The CVC does it too. So you know You're not. It's, <laughs> it's jag. Like J G J G M E E T. Isn't it? Jag me. Yeah, but you, but you pronounce it jag. Oh, do
1: you? Oh, I'm an idiot. I'm. I'm sorry. My, yeah. My, my guy.
0: No, it's okay. Literally every single host who interviewed him during the last election cycle did the. Exact right, well, I'm same way thing. less
1: important than that. So
0: and I, and I fucked up. Exactly. So <laughs> can I call you Joe? Uh, and you get sorry. <laughs> call of uh, Mr. Singh mm-hmm. or no? It's it's isn't it MP elect or something? I don't know. There's a special remember the call me can conference. I call you Joe thing? No, what's that?
1: In two, th- it was in the two thousand eight election when who's the who's the girl from Alaska who is the vice president person? Um, oh. oh fucking she!
0: Oh you! Uh, not not Sarah no, yeah, Sanders. no is Sarah
1: thing? Palin, Sarah Palin, two thousand eight. Anyways, it was against Joe Biden, and it was the vice president like uh, debate or whatever. Yeah, it
0: was Sarah Palin, and
1: she basically, I guess she had a hard time saying Joe Biden, and so she, before like the debate started, she asked him if I can call you Joe, but the mics were on, so it just came off as like, can I call you Joe? (laughs) Just like he's a senator, like call (laughs) him Joe Biden. Like how can you not say that name? Like, oh man, anyways, sorry.
0: Good shit. Find us on uh, Twitter at Canada Game Devs. We couldn't fit the whole thing. And uh, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, um, Canadian Game Devs. And, yeah, check out our Steam character page. We highlight all the Canadian games on Steam. So if you're interested in supporting some Canadian Steam games, check us out there. Until next week, stay safe out there.
1: Bye.